Well, 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 if it isn't Dawn Nation, how you doing this fine day? My name's Wyatt Troy, and I want to welcome you to episode six of Behind the Daw. In this episode, we got a very special guest. His name is Madoka. Now, what kind of a name is that? Well, you're going to find out here soon. But nonetheless, thank you so much for coming through to Behind the Daw. If you haven't ever been here before, Behind the Daw is a podcast where we interview music producers, artists, music industry experts, people of that nature on an emotional philosophical and artistic basis we get inside their heads we gather that best information and we bring it back to you to let you use that information to continue on your musical path so and before we get into introducing who our guest is this week i want to remind you about the in the dot and behind the dot patreon if you are a patron thank you so much you're amazing if you're not i would highly encourage you to go ahead and click the link in the description that will take you to the patreon so that you can see what the benefits are of being over there what we can do for you, you know, you get a private community. You get a private Discord community. You talk to each other, collaborate, share tips, share tricks. It's amazing. Um, and it also, it's the lifeblood of this channel. It helps us keep going. So I would highly encourage you to go check that out. Also, if you have any artist suggestions, you want me to interview anyone, please let me know. There's a link down in the description. Go ahead and click that. And then finally, if you want private lessons in music production or social media marketing, I'm your guy. Go ahead and click that link in the description. All of those links will take you to our DawBot. He'll put you in the right direction and get you going. So now let's talk about Madoka. What we're going to talk about in this episode is very, very good. It's kind of going against the grain a little bit, but like a healthy going against the grain. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? Okay, so here's a couple things that we're going to talk about. Is being super unique with choosing a name. He's going to talk about how he chose the name Madoka. I've never heard anything like it. It's super weird, but I'm really happy he did it. Another thing that we're going to talk about is finding a cult following for your project. Now that might sound a little dark, a little suspicious, but it's true. You need to have a tribe, a group, or a nation, like how I call you, Don Nation. You need to have something of that sort, of people that are so dedicated to you. You know, you bring so much value to their life that basically if you were removed from their life, they wouldn't know what to do. He has a roommate. His name's Crywolf, Justin Phillips. He's an amazing guy. He has probably the most devout cult following I've ever seen. We're going to go ahead and talk about that. And finally, he's going to talk about, is it a good idea to make music that's not DJ friendly? Ooh, now some of the DJs are going to be listening to this. Ugh, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Trust me. Check it out. Hey, thank you so much for coming through on this episode of Behind the Daw. Go ahead, wherever you're at, like comment, subscribe, follow, repost, whatever is appropriate on the specific platform that you're listening to, whether it's iTunes or Spotify or YouTube or Google Play or Deezer or wherever you're at. It helps us know that what we're doing is helping you. Hey, I can hear my daughter yelling. She probably check on me. She's just laughing. Never mind. Anyways, yeah, go ahead and do that. It helps us know that what we're doing is good and so that we can keep bringing this content to you. So without further ado, I want to introduce you to Madoka. Where did the name Madoka come from? Obviously before the project was released because I had to have a name. I had all this music I was really stoked on and I was really proud of where it was at. I felt like it was super unique to what was happening at the time and I was really proud. Along with making this music, I felt you know emotionally that I kind of went away with uh, working towards someone else's expectation or like I really just felt like it was this unique thing. So I felt a unique name was necessary for the project. I was uh, in Portland on a trip. Madoka sounds like this like 
Japanese proverb that is so nice, but the actual root of my name is so silly and dumb. I was walking around Portland with my girlfriend at the time, and there was this local artist who made a series of merchandise of like stuffed animals and stickers and t-shirts. The, the line was just called Mini Donut Cats, and it was just cats' faces superimposed onto a donut. And so later that night, just the idea to start just rattling off names and rattling off things, and I, the first syllable of each of those three words came to mind. Mini Donut Cat, Mid that just came to mind and the next day I woke up and I came back to the next day I was like I kind of like how that sounds that's kind of a uh, interesting sounding name and ran with it from then yeah it's a silly name but the time itself was this point in my life and I was realizing what I wanted to do with music where I wanted to go and how I wanted to have this project that was entirely my ideas without any expectation of where it would go it's like a silly name but it, re it was representative of a point in my life when I was kind of being just free to do what I wanted and I was really like stoked and proud and when I think of the name itself I think of that time and just being in a different city with friends and it was a really great time in my life so I stuck with it and still like it I think it's a good name and yeah that's that it's, it's so funny I if, I if people ask me that I usually never tell them but it's been long enough I don't think I need to worry about what people think of my name I think it's a really interesting story, to be honest, just because like, yeah, maybe the actual root of the word is funny, but you could feel the emotion when you were telling us where it came from and how you were really searching for a good name. You know what yeah. I mean? An yeah. An interesting name. Yeah. No, I like well, that thank one. you. Cool. Yeah, dude. What about you, Multiplier? You got any questions outside the technical realm and more into the emotional realm? Do you, do you have any like super long terms for the project or are you more just going with what you like now and then seeing how that uh, pan, pans out over time? Uh, so, yeah, that's a good question. Where I'm at currently is Mendoka is about two years old now. If I go back to the time when I was naming the song and or naming the project and kind of having this new string of music that I was really proud of, the whole concept or like way I was approaching Mendoka was that I wanted everything to be entirely unique to myself. I wanted it to be moody and I wanted it to represent how I was feeling or what was going on in my life without any expectation of where it could be, where it could go in the, in the marketplace or the world or what audience would listen to it and just have no expectations, just freely create music. And now it's been two years of the project and I'm continuously visiting that almost mantra. I've done a couple of cool songs and I'm really stoked with where the project is at right now. But also on my EP, which I released last year, sorry, my phone's going off. I have a song called Everything I Need, which I wrote and I sang on and the track did incredible. I still, after a, almost a year of it being released, get messages and people hit me up that, you know, the song really impacted them or, you know, they really took something from it. And that feels so much more fulfilling to me currently to not only create a soundscape of with my production, but also tell a story and relate to people on an even deeper level. So going forward, I am really excited. I have four, five songs that are all very similar to everything I need, where it's just a, uh, you know, my writing, my production, my voice. And going forward, I just want to make the project all-encompassing as opposed to just being a producer. I like that. When when you and I were doing the, the pre-interview for this show, something that really stuck out to me was that you stated that the type of music that you make isn't quote-unquote radio music or quote-unquote DJ music. I thought that was awesome because you are literally saying, hey, I want to make the music I want to make. This is what, this is literally the audio version of my soul that I'm presenting to you. 
The, yeah, like that, that every, so the song Everything I Need was this cathartic release. Like it was a, what it's about is, I'm not going to say what it's about because there's been so many people who have derived their own meaning from it, mm. but I don't want to taint that. But just feeling that was so much more fulfilling than anything I'd felt with making something crazy with sound design or something with like, not that that's not important because that's been my work and my interest for years now. But yeah, it just, it just felt like this even greater release of myself. And it's, I think in order to carve yourself out an actual place and be, I don't know, any artist with a place to go, not that it would be DJ music or radio music still, but it's like you're really carving yourself out, not out, not just music. And you, the more you become comfortable with the music you're writing, the more unique it's going to sound. So I'm just continuously working not only on this music, but on myself to make better music too. So I'm getting more comfortable with singing and writing and releasing pretty intimate parts of myself. And I think I can do that on a whole other level if I'm doing the vocals and writing everything myself too. I, I love that. And I love everything that you're saying because a lot of people think that in order to make it in the music industry or to have a very, you know, big following, quote unquote, they need to make popular DJ radio music, which statistically is nonsense. That's ridiculous. There's actually a huge amount, even bigger than that, of people that want to just have party music. There's a huge amount of people that just want Phil's music. You know what I mean? You listen to it and you just, oh my gosh, like this hits me. If I had 10 people and I was able to look at all their music libraries, I would guess that about 70 to, to maybe like 85% of their songs isn't necessarily banger music but more so songs that just like have a lot of emotion to them and that actually tell a story i mean like would you guys agree with that does that make sense yeah i mean that's that's the goal here is the more you kind of get into it you realize that i want to be an artist of longevity and not short spike and hype or popularity like crywell for example like he's been doing it for a while now and he has very dedicated fans and i i think some of my favorite artists are people that aren't even touring right now like they write write this music that doesn't necessarily allow them to go play every festival like every dj is currently doing but they made this music that has impacted my life in a way that no other person has and that's what's important not to keep bringing up the, the cry wolf example but I, f I find it's really interesting because i feel like you're doing something extremely similar to him as far as like finding your fan base and everything because and i don't think that you copied him by any means um i think this came naturally to you I think that as far as like your fan base, you are finding a very specific, basically cult following that wants to listen to your music, which is like, that is Crywolf's fan base is that is very like, if they're into his music, they are super into his music. You know what I mean? Because his music is pretty niche. And I kind of feel like you're going down that, that route as well, which I would encourage. I mean, there's plenty of other artists who have, you know, started in the dance game or just like game is a weird word. Back up, not dance game. <laughs> Dance music or just electronic music or been like Eden is another good example where he like, he, he was the Eden project before he was Eden and making remixes. But now Eden is like a crazy, oh my God, his music is insanely good. Unreal artist. But, you know, he was doing the same thing where he was making dance music and remixes and, you know, eventually started singing and making the amazing music he makes now. Uh, so, so, oh, oh, you're right. Did you, 
happen to see uh, Crywolf's Twitter the past couple days? I haven't. So here's here's his cult fan base. He's ridiculous. He tweeted out uh, something like, hey, I'm going to start holding... Oh, the Shrek thing? Is that what you're talking about? Exactly. Oh, it's like gosh. ridiculous contests. He's like, hey, if you um, draw me as Shrek, I'll make you a unique t-shirt. And he's had, I don't know, 50 to 100 people send him photos and videos and all kinds of stuff as him as Shrek or like any of his content becomes Shrek and he has these like fans that are so engaging and just it's so funny like it's awesome the final question that I have for you before we head out where were you emotionally when you when you produced this remix because I, I feel a lot of emotion from it or like what was going through your head or you know like what what images did you see as you were producing you know like what what drove you to make this I derived a lot of inspiration personally from the original song where I was just kind of tapped into what was happening there but I obviously brought in my own style and and weight to the project I mean I think you know I, I was I was absolutely going through something at the time of making this just like a uh, breakup but I just wanted to make something that played out these lyrics about, you know, the lyrics themselves are kind of letting themselves to like a departure or like a separation of two people. And I just wanted to like make the dynamics of the song insane. And that's why I like it starts with almost nothing and goes to this enormous, this place as big as I can make it. And that's what I wanted to do with the dynamics because that felt like what was right and important and represented a division of people or emotions in the song. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Chaz. We, we really appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. this is awesome. Thanks again for having me. It was really cool. Definitely support the channel. It's tight. Hey, Daw Nation. Thanks so much for watching episode six of Behind the Dial with Madoka. I really hope you enjoyed it. If you did, go ahead and let me know down in the comments. If you didn't, go ahead and let me know down in the comments. If there's anything that you want us to do to make the series better for you, please let us know. Again, in the comments, or you can email me at wyatt at net, or you can click one of the links below and talk to the DawBot. Everything he says will send it over to me. You know, whatever we can do to make the episode better for you, hey, I'm all about it. I just want to remind you that on whatever platform that you're on, it uh, doesn't matter if it's iTunes, Spotify, SoundCloud, Google Play. Is that what it is? Yeah, Google Play, YouTube, wherever you're listening to this, please like, comment, subscribe. Uh, repost, you know, whatever's appropriate on the particular platform that you are listening to. It just helps us know that what we're doing is really, really good. And finally, before you go, I'd highly encourage you to check out episode 6.5, which is the episode right after this. In that episode, what we do is we're going to break down the song that is playing right now. The song by Madoka that he remixed for Crywolf is called, called Silk. It's really amazing. The techniques that he talks about in there are some of the best in the world. Some of the things that you've probably never heard about before, especially binaural recording. That's really, really interesting. So I highly encourage you to go and either listen to it on episode 6.5 or go watch it on Multiplier's channel. You know, both are sufficient. It just depends, you know, how you learn better. So thank you so much for listening to this episode of Behind the Daw. And we'll catch you next time. You have a fantastic day.